Welcome back to this week's episode of the Coger Center Arts Roundup. You're listening with Nate Terracio. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the program today Ann Fowler, who is the vice president of the Columbia Classical Ballet Board. How are you? I am doing very well, Nate. Thanks for having me. So um, Columbia Classical Ballet uh, is one of our resident companies at the Coger Center for the Arts. Uh, you all have been with us for how many years? 20? Oh 20. Well, this is the 28th season. I think a few of those were... Uh, we performed elsewhere, but mm-hmm. been at the Coker Center for, for a long time. Long time, yes. So this is the twenty eighth twenty eighth season. Um, all of them have been with uh, uh, Rodenko Pavlovich. That's correct. Who is artistic director and choreographer? Artistic director, founding director. Um, he's choreographed, although he does bring in choreographers from time to time. Um, but yeah, he's kind of he's he's the man in charge. Um, so before we get to the ballet and the company and Rodenko and the history. Um, tell us about yourself. How How is it that you came to be a part of the Columbia Classical Ballet All Right. Board? I was hoping you'd ask me that. So fun story. Back in 1988, um, I was 15 at the time, and Rudenko came to Columbia. Uh, we were just starting a new civic ballet company at the time, Ambrody's Carolina Ballet. And so uh, she brought him in to teach and to help choreograph and to dance, and so that was the the beginning of a, of a long relationship. Rudenko, he was uh, my dance teacher, instructor, amazing dance teacher. Uh, I'll never forget the very first class we had together. He said, "All right, you need to forget everything you've ever learned, and we're starting over." So, so you had been dancing from what age? I started. Now, when I started, you couldn't start dancing until you were five. You know, we've now adopted these, you know, pre-dance programs, um, but they felt very strongly that uh, five was a good age to start your training of ballet. You've got your Balanchine, you've got your Vaganova, you've got Chiquetti, you've got hybrids of, of all those, and that's kind of what we had, which was great. We had some wonderful teachers. Um, he is a Vaganova student, and uh, which was uh, St. Petersburg. And so he just kind of started from the very beginning and taught me, here's how you do it. Here's why you do it. This is, you know, uh, what your body's meant to do, what it's not meant to do. And and I really just, I I flourished under him. And we got to dance a couple of times together, which was fantastic. Uh, So you started as a student and then you went on to join the company? Well, so we were, it was... Kind of a transition time. I actually ended up at the university. I studied abroad. I was in the Soviet Union for a short time, which was the Soviet Union then. As a dancer? As a dancer, yes. Yes. Um, And then when I came back, I started here at the university. And so I actually was in the dance program here uh, and had some wonderful, wonderful times. And I did guest with Rodenko in the company at that time. Um, he, He needed one particular ballet. He had an injury, and so I stepped in. And then um, I kind of went a different path and got married, had children, and kind of put things on the back burner for a bit, uh, more observational, enjoyed going to the performances. But it wasn't until recently that I've gotten to jump back in and uh, play a a bigger role uh, being on the board and actually being in the nutcracker again after a very, very long hiatus. So, Was that last season? or Last season, yes. And I'll be doing it again this season, so... 
Fantastic. How was it to be back on the stage? Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, it really was. There's nothing like it. So when you danced with him before, was that at the Coger Center? We actually never danced at the Coger Center. Um, so it, that was your Coger Center debut? Yeah, it was. Last, last yes, season. it was, which was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, welcome. Thank you. And, Thank you. Uh, and, and you're doing it again this year. So. I am, yes. I, I guess it went well. It did. It went very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and what do you, uh, so dance is still an important part of your life. Yes. Uh, both through uh, the ballet, serving yes. on the board. Yes. I am. I also teach. Um, I teach dance at Hammond School uh, here in Columbia, and I've been doing that for the last 15 years. So that's, um, is that dance education or, or, or you, you know, de- de- describe the difference between sort of what you teach in a school versus if you're at a program like what Rodenko Sure, has. sure, absolutely. Yeah, what I try to do is I try and give um, an overview of dance. There's so many da- dance genres, and um, a lot of times I have students who maybe have wanted to dance but just never had the opportunity, and so they sign up for my class, and they're in middle or high school. And sometimes I have students who've had a lot of dance training, so I feel like it's my job to educate them first uh, about dance history in general, and then give them a nice little snapshot of different genres. I do start with ballet because I've firmly believe that ballet is the foundation for all dance forms and I think you need a good solid basis in technique um, before you move on to any other styles of dance so we we do a little bit of a little bit of everything so it's not just lecture obviously it no, is it's a participatory you get in there, class it is absolutely participatory yes <laughs> um, and you've been teaching that for 15 years yes I have uh, and then now, how long have you been on the board at Columbia Classical Ballet? This now? is my second year on the board, um, and so with with the uh, board appointment came the the role mm-hmm. in the Nutcracker. Yes, pretty much, kind of kind of something like that. It was, <laughs> hey, why don't you you want to you want to come do it? I also, uh, they we offer a, an adult ballet class, and so I started taking that, and so of course um, that kind of led into it as well. All of us in that class get to be the parents in the party scene. So is it like riding a bicycle? Does it, did it come flooding back, or do you suddenly feel Gosh. like, how did I ever do this? <laughs> it comes flooding back the way it should be done, and it's, you know, the uh, frustration of, oh, my goodness, you know, wishing that my body could still move in the way that it did 25 years ago. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go slightly off topic and okay. just say um, – because you're a member of the board, tell us uh, about what it, what is it like to be on a board at a nonprofit? Uh, like, what oh, is goodness. the role? Uh, what, is, what role does a board serve, and and how is it that you know a board member really helps that nonprofit achieve its goals? Uh, good question. You know, I think I'll our put you on main. The spot. I'm you, sorry. you did. That's all right. That's all right. Um, really and truly, it's our job to advocate for, in this particular case, the company. And we write grants. Uh, we have people who will go and speak in front of our most generous uh, city council and county councils um, to, you know, advocate for the company to explain the importance of it. And so it's really our job to make sure that uh, it stays funded so that we can continue to bring such high caliber work to the city. So it's fundraising and sort of being ambassadors? Is that a good term? Absolutely. Ambassador, yeah, I think that's a good term. 
um, and just being willing to get in there and, you know, when, when help is needed, get your hands dirty. We just finished a studio series, which was fun. And so we, we try and get as many people to come in for the studio series. And then we have a little um, reception afterwards. And, and so we really are, we're there to do anything outside of the day-to-day artistic duties. So that's, you know, Rodenko. He's the one in charge of, of the dancers and setting the choreography and making sure all of that goes according to plan. And so I guess we're the we're the people behind the scenes making sure that those productions get put on. And is he the person who puts together the program for each season? So he decides what's he does what, what the dances are for the upcoming season? He does. He decides. Um, he can kind of look at the company and say, here's what I think would be good, looking at what's been done, what hasn't been done. Right. So it's both of those <coughs> factors. It's not yes. only uh, what did we do last year and the year before. Right. But, exactly. But you have to have the right dancers to That's pull exactly off certain right. pieces. Exactly right. Yes. It's very important. Much like theater or any other um right, you're cast you're casting all of those different roles exactly. key roles exactly yes and how large is the company oh i Do think th- around 30 total uh but that includes some kind of apprentice and, and pre-professional so is um, that dancers are those dancers who were say you know high school students in in the uh high school who, younger who in, early in 20s taking classes yes yes things like that so they come they out of are. the dance school, <clears throat> usually out of his dance school or sometimes other dance schools? Sometimes other dance schools, his dance school. And a lot of times you have dancers who have are not quite ready for um, maybe the professional world. And so they will come and spend some time with him, you know, getting some really good training and opportunities to perform some really fabulous uh, ballets. Um, but they, they aren't. They aren't professional in the sense of, of getting paid to do it. So it's kind of more of an apprenticeship, if you will. So all the dancers have the opportunity to continue to take classes, not just for you know health reasons, in order to, right. but, but they take classes to improve technique, to become better absolutely, dancers. Absolutely. <clears throat> they start every morning off with a good you know, two-hour class uh, before they go into their rehearsals. Um, and then those students who are still in school will go to the studio uh, after school, and they'll take their classes. But yeah, that those classes are a crucial part to a dancer's day, each and every day. Uh, and so we have Ann Birdie to thank for bringing Rodenko here to Columbia. Yes. So it, it, that's uh, I'm assuming the start of how he found himself here because. Well, yeah, he was in Atlanta, and a- actually, Anita Ashley. I th- he may have come initially with Anita Ashley, who has a, a dance studio here in town as well. Um, but Ann Brody's the one that she was starting a new company, Ann Brody's Carolina Ballet. And she was looking for um, some some people to help. And so he, if I'm not mistaken, and it has been a long time, I believe he was in kind of a ballet master role. So he was helping to set some choreography and um, he was dancing. He was on his way out of dance, he headed towards more of the retirement, um, so really was focusing more on teaching and um, things like that. But Right, because there comes a time in everyone's oh, career goodness, where yes. it's time to get off the stage. Your That's body right. tells you it's time to That's get right. off the stage. <laughs> That's right, it does. Um, so can we talk just briefly about the season then? Um, yeah. So this is the, is this, we're going into the 29th season? 28th season. 28th season, season. This is the yes. start of the 28th season. Yes. And um, what can people expect? We're opening. 
next Friday. With Capella? Yes, Capella. Yes. Uh, at the Coker Center for the Arts. Yeah. Um, can you tell us uh, tell us about that? Yeah. Well, so Capella is actually so, and I, I, I wrote this down to make sure I got the dates exactly right. Um, it was for originally set in 1870, so that should tell you it's been around a long time. Um, and then was reset again by a man named Marius Petipa in 1884 and then by Cicchetti in 1894. And so it's been around a very long time. It's, it is a most beloved ballet. It's a comical ballet. And really and truly, there are not a ton of those out there. Uh, most people will, you know, lots of love stories, lots of tragedies, but not a whole lot of comedy. So Coppelia is one of those really fun Ballets, uh, years and years ago, I did it, and it, and it was it's it's always been one of my favorites. So, so you've danced in it yourself? I have, yes. Now I was I was much younger. I was in middle school actually at the time, um, but I got to be one of the dolls. So, so that that's kicking off the season. Um, yes, that is uh, again next Friday, October eighteenth at seven yes. thirty p.m. Seven thirty at the Coker Center for the Arts. Yes, and um, but you all are also doing some school shows. We are. We are one of the big things that um, has been important to Columbia Classical Ballet since its inception is the outreach. And there are a couple of different ways we do that. And one of them is through outreach performances. And so on Friday morning before uh, the Thursday. Thursday and Thursday Friday. Thursday and Friday, yes. 10 a.m. at the Coger Center. Uh, they'll be doing Little Red Riding Hood, which I have watched rehearsals. And it is really good. I think that not only children will love this, but I think anyone um, would enjoy this. But, yeah, so we bring in students from, from all over uh, school students and let them get a glimpse of what ballet's what ballet's about. So, uh, is Little Red Riding Hood an existing ballet, or is this something sort of choreographed um, for you know, with the education outreach in mind? It is, it is choreographed uh, for this. Uh, a choreographer, Simone Cutno, has come in and she has set this piece um, just over the last several weeks. So. Um, it's so it's a, a new. It's a brand new one, yeah. That's that's fantastic. So that's coming up, and then um, of course part of the season. Uh, <laughs> no season is complete without the Nutcracker. No, yes, lots. So we have seven opportunities uh, to see the Nutcracker, and that's and both it, outreach and, uh, and and performances for the whole family. Yes, that's right. So there will be performances on Thursday and Friday morning right, for fifth and sixth of December at ten a.m. And then the 6th and 7th at 7.30, and then the 7th and the 8th at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, yes. All, all, all at the Coker Center for the Arts. All at the Coker Center, yes. Uh, and um, now the Nutcracker is something that you can see, I, I'm hesitant to say all, but I can't, I'm hard to think of a ballet company that doesn't do a Nutcracker. Um, I'm not sure there is one. Right? You're right. So, yeah. Um, it, we all know the music. We all know the story. Um, tell us what what's exciting and new and unique about uh, the version that you all do. Uh, you know, like, and you're probably hard to find someone who says, "Well, you know," to say, "I've never seen it before." Right. Um, right. So, like, why should someone come back to see the Nutcracker again? Oh, you know, I think the Nutcracker. 
is one of those things that I just associate with the holiday season. And it just, to me, it kicks things off. So it's and sort of like putting your favorite Christmas movie It on. is, yes. I mean, it's this like, how many of us watch the same Christmas movies uh, year in and year out? Yes. It's we, just We are guilty in my family of yeah. watching the same two or three <laughs> Christmas movies. Absolutely. Every year, and sometimes more than once during oh. this Christmas season. Oh, when they're really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think Nutcracker, that's, that's what it does. And it's something... The whole family can see, and even if you don't know a lot or you are ballet is not, you know, your quote unquote thing, there's a wonderful story, and the the first act is is uh, you know a lot of acting and 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 not as much of the uh, dancing, if you will, and it's it's just again the music. Everybody knows the music, even if they don't realize they know that it's you know from Nutcracker. Um, it's it's just it's. To me, it's it's just a it's a holiday favorite and something that everybody should should start their their Christmas season with. Um, what makes ours different? You know, I think that's kind of hard. That's so, a hard one. So, is there um, uh, is there a set sort of choreography um, for the Nutcracker? I mean, I guess that sort of like there's the Balanchine uh, right. choreography, and um, so are there d- different. Are there sort of different standard um, choreographies that various companies will use and then sort of adapt into the, to make it fit for themselves? I think that's probably the best way to put it. And again, some of it comes down to what you have in the company. I mean, I know there are some uh, divertissement, which are the dances that are done in the third act, better known as uh, Arabian coffee or Spanish chocolate, things like that. There's some of those that can be danced in many different ways, but it just depends on who, who you've got available. Who you've got you know, from year to year, I would say that there is some choreography that is uh, quote unquote standard things that have been done for, you know, hundreds of years. But Nutcracker is one of those that I think companies, they feel like they can make it their own. Certainly the first act, um, Snow, which is the second act, always is, is, it's, it's my favorite, but, and it's beautiful, but people dance it differently everywhere. And I think what's, I guess what makes it their own is that they do it every single year. Nutcracker is the only ballet you do every single year. And so it just becomes, you can associate. I mean, I still remember the choreography of Nutcracker when I was growing up, which is different from the one that Rudenko does, which is different from all the other Nutcrackers around. So it just so kind of has their flavor. This, uh, what you all do is Rudenko's choreography, mostly? or it's It's his, and then it's some that has been... Uh, Again, some of the more like traditional the, uh, grand pas, things like right. that, the, the the variations, those tend to be the things that you mm-hmm. might see the Bolshoi doing as well. Okay. So you so you'll get the um highlights. Yeah. And then you'll get and then you then <laughs> you'll get then you get the uh the nuance that right. he, that he brings. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh and then you all have this very short turnaround because oh, goodness. You, Right after the Nutcracker, um, you, you get on the other side of New Year, yeah. and suddenly it's the Life Chance um, Ballet, which is uh, – so explain explain what that is. Life Chance. Okay, that's another outreach that we do. Um, and it started the, – their first Life Chance performance was back in 1995. And the point of that is to kind of focus on and highlight um, organizations that help for the most part, help children. And in this case, it was shortly, it, it was, it was, I guess, during the height of and toward the end of the war in Bosnia. And 
so Rudenko is from Sarajevo, and they wanted to do this performance to benefit the children of Bosnia. So it's, it's I would say it's awareness. It's not like a fundraiser, um, but they, they kind of highlight or salute uh, different organizations. Most of them are, are, are local. Uh, they've done the free medical clinics, Special Olympics, Finley Scholars this year, Camp Cole is our highlight. So most of them are local, but obviously this was near and dear to Rudenko personally. And so it just kind of came from there. That that just kind of birthed it. And they thought, this is great. We need to do this every year, you know. And uh, h- how would you describe what people will see when they come? This is not a... Uh, this is not a ballet like uh, the Nutcracker. Right, right. Um, wh- what should people expect? This is an opportunity, and we bring in dancers from all over the world for this. So you will, the, the company will dance, but we have people from, from everywhere that will come and showcase things that they, you know, wherever they are. We've had some more contemporary modern dancers, and we've had our classical dancers. So this is actually one of the opportunities that you will find that Columbia Classical Ballet, you're not always going to have classical ballet um, for this performance. And it's 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 a great opportunity to see some wonderful talent because people are drawn here because it's not just about dancing. It's about dancing to raise awareness for certain causes. So are there a mix of styles? Not even, so some of the dancers won't mm-hmm. even do ballet. Is that Correct. Right? Yes, yes. So it's not even just a mix of, di- of ballet styles. Right. It's a mix of dance oh, styles. Dance styles, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, do the dancers, uh, the guest dancers come in, do they bring their own choreography, or is it is there a tie-in with the choreographer, you know, here local? There's not. No, they all bring their own things, um, which, again, is also great because you get to see just different styles of, of choreography as well. It's not just about um, a different genre. You, you get, and, and it's amazing. You can watch, some people do, you could do the same step, but everybody brings their own little flavor to to whatever they're doing. And, and so oftentimes that's, that's one of the most fun things. Right. So it's uh, an opportunity to showcase uh, dancers from all over, styles right. from all over. Right. So it's a great introduction to the world of dance. Oh, absolutely. Um, so if you've not been to see dance or the ballet and you think, I don't, you know, that's not for me. Right, right. Th- this is a great, great chance to, th- if one of them isn't something that you enjoy, you just wait a few minutes right. and then you're going to get something gonna different. And then you're going to something. Yes, that's um, right. And that's you right. may find that there you enjoy all of it. Absolutely. Um, oh, that's what we hope. That's what we certainly right, hope. So and we you, want even, you to. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that's, that's the goal. But if you're sort of, th- if you're thinking at home, well, I don't know if I'm right. really, a, I, I don't really like to go to see dance. Um, yes. It's a good chance to change your mind. And it's also, there, there are many different things throughout the evening. So it's not like you're sitting in one ballet that several acts is telling one story. I mean, there's no story here. Or there might be little stories within each of these things, but you might see six, seven, eight different uh, performances from either different ballets or different pieces that have been choreographed by these people. So it's it's um it's just a it's a great way to see a lot in one evening. And do you have any names that you can drop as to who you know is coming? I do not. Um, I think we'll. The website says Brooklyn to... Mac from the Washington Ballet will be here. Right. 
Um, is and that... Brooklyn usually Brooklyn. Well, he has been. I'm not. I, so he, right now he's um, in London. So it might just be a matter of whether or not he's back know, for sometimes. this. But he's, yes. he's he's been in. Uh, he's participated before. Oh, he definitely has. Okay. And we're in that process of. of, of Yes. Tying up the loose ends with people. Yeah, yeah. Because we do. We have people, they, they want to come back, and but sometimes they can't because of scheduling. And um, so we're, we're in the process of, of getting that information, but not quite ready for All right, so broadcast. N- 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it's soon, right? It's soon. October. We're right it is the October. Corner, so we'll, oh, we'll find goodness. out soon. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, and then the final... Uh, big uh, event at the Coger Center is Giselle. Giselle, yes. And that's another much-loved ballet. That's a tragedy. <laughs> so more in line. Um, but yes, yeah, so that will be on Friday, March 13th at the Coger Center. But we're, it's going to be a lucky day for us. So uh, that will be the final performance for the 2019-2020 um, Year. Can you tell us anything about Giselle? It, it's it's one of the sort of most famous. It really is. It really is, and it's um, it's a fun ballet. But when you start telling people about it, they kind of look at you like, like "Really? Fun? Why is that fun?" So it's a it's a love story, and Giselle is is not able to be with the man that she loves, and so she goes hysterical and goes crazy and. Oh, she has a weak heart to begin with. And so you, you, her mother's telling her throughout the first act, you don't need to dance. You don't need to upset yourself. Well, once she finds out she cannot marry the man she loves, she dies. And then uh, she becomes what, what is known as a willy. And so what they do is it's women who have been jilted by their lovers. And so when they come, when, when the, the man comes to pay his respect... All of these women get together and they dance him to death. So I'm not going to tell you what happens. You'll have to come and see it. But that's that's kind of a um, a very broad stroke about the storyline. Sounds like a lot of fun. I know. <laughs> um, but and couple, fun to dance. Fun to dance and and, and fun to watch. It's yes. Just, well, it, yes. It's just not an uplifting story necessarily. Correct. Correct. Um, and that will be coupled with from the education outreach point of view, uh, the Wizard the of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Yes. So we will be doing the two performances of that on that Thursday and Friday as well. And Wizard of Oz has been done before. So that is a... Um, and who's the choreographer for this? I believe it's Simone. I'd okay. have to double check, but I believe but it's this Simone. But uh, this is a piece unique to Columbia Classical Correct. Ballet. Correct. It is. Yes. It is. And they have done it several times. And it's it's not like Nutcracker where it's, you know, every year, but it certainly is something that they will do every few years. And it is very well received and just... You know, it's a great story. We all love The Wizard of Oz. Right. And the students who come to see it uh, have an idea of what the storyline is. And so it's a great introduction to ballet because you can follow the story and you understand. uh, It teaches you how ballet tells you the story because you know the story already. That's right. So you're able to really see. Yeah. You understand, oh, I get what they're doing because this is that part. And then. It makes it easier when you go see something like Giselle. Sure, you know, later and you on, have to, <laughs> and where you have to spend a little more time figuring out the story. Right. It's not so spoon-fed to you. Right, um, you can really see how the dance tells the story of the yes. ballet. Yes, because um, you've learned 
right. process. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Well done. That's so, that sounds uh, like that's, what I teach uh, my kids. Education <laughs> outreach. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, so that that's the season. Is there anything else about uh, this uh, upcoming 28th season that you'd like to share, to tell people to um, look out for? I, I mean, I really just think, you know, just, just come out. I know we all get busy, um, but really, truly, Capella is one of those, again, like this um, comedic ballets about a, a, a man who's a doll maker, and she, he sets his doll out, and he's wanting to eventually make her come to life and there's a man in the town Franz who falls in love with her and so Swanhilda his betrothed is very upset with him and so they break in and there's some switching of characters and so he thinks that he's made her come alive and it really is just it's, it's very very comical um, so I highly recommend it uh, to everyone uh, next Friday the 18th at 7 30 p.m. at the Coger Center um, but aside from that just Columbia Classical Ballet is not only just so wonderful in their ballet. I mean, the, the, the technique is just great. Rodenko brings in people. We've got people from, it's an international company. Right, so we've got a company of almost 30. Yes, and we've got uh, dancers from France, Spain, Israel, Japan, and Taiwan, and then from the states, Wyoming, Florida, Washington State, Indiana, Pennsylvania, New York, Arizona, North Carolina, Texas, and, of course, South Carolina. So, I mean, we just bring in lots of really great dancers who work so very hard. And I tell people all the time, we do ourselves a little bit of a disservice as a dancer because we make it look easy. We're supposed to. People have no idea how hard it is, and so they think, oh, you know, that's just nothing. But the amount of work that they have already put in and will continue to work uh, to, to put in to make these performances just absolutely breathtakingly perfect. Um, it's just I encourage everyone, if you've, ever, if you've never been to a ballet, if you go to see all of the ballets, I just encourage everyone to come out and support Columbia Classical Ballet. Um. And so let's just circle back around, talk yeah. a little bit about the company itself. Okay. So uh, 28th season, mm-hmm. um, founded uh, by Rodenko Pavlovich, um, artistic director. He's mm-hmm. been at the helm the whole time. He has, um, yes. There's a, there's a school? There is. Pavlovich Ballet School. And that's actually kind of how it all started. He started his school in 1991, and it was shortly after that that he started uh, – doing productions, and then within a couple of years, it formally became Columbia Classical Ballet. And he started bringing in dancers from all over, and yeah, so he's got the dancers at the school. In fact, the younger dancers, they get an opportunity at the outreach performances in Little Red Riding Hood and Nutcracker and Wizard of Oz. They have three times, you know, a lot of dance schools, you'll get one recital at the end of the year. Well, these students get three opportunities to be out on stage and performing for, you know, lots of people and lots of people their own age, which is super, super fun. Uh, But, yeah, so he started the school and then the company kind of came out of that. Uh, and he he does the choreography, but then there's some guest choreographers for some of the ballets? Yes, yes. He will bring in guest choreographers. A lot of the ballets that he does, again, because he is so purely classically trained, a lot of the, the ballets are, so Corsair, for example, 
or Don Q or some of these. This is the choreography uh, done by Petipa or some of these people who choreographed it back in the 1800s. You know, modifications. Is, is that are the case made. with Giselle? Uh, Giselle, it will be, and I'm not. I mean, it's, it, it's a well-known it is, ballet yes. that yes. has certain sort of uh, moments in it that everyone Correct. knows. Yes. Uh, so I, I wasn't sure if the it, it, it that was will sort be of a same. standard. Mm-hmm. That's that's the yeah. That will be the same thing. So where you ri- where you will see original choreography are in ballets like uh, Snow White that they've done, or in these. Um, uh, Wizard of Oz and Little Red Riding Hood, and then maybe some things that are just different, not the 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 ballets that have been done for hundreds of years. Right. Well, and and the and key pieces of the Nutcracker will be right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Will will have been made your own. So that, exactly. Uh, yes. That, that, have his little his stamp on it, like a watchmaker. And do you? Um, have you seen lots of Nutcrackers by other companies? I mean, I, I think it must be kind of fun uh, because it's such an iconic piece um, to go around and, you know, see other companies' nutcrackers because they, while they're all the same, right. none of them are the same. That, yeah, you're exactly right. Well, and what's, and I have, I've, I've seen lots of nutcrackers um, and it's funny. I think that, you know, you, like the one that I grew up doing the most, you know, that's what you feel like, Oh, that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, that's the proper. That's the proper way to yeah, do it. Yeah, um, So it's funny. You kind of. I have found myself kind of fighting that, but um, yeah, they're definitely. It's it's fun to go and see other productions, um, see how they do it, see what they add, see if they make any changes. You know, here in the states, we always call the the little girl who gets the nutcracker clara but she, originally her name is marie and so every so often you'll see companies refer to her as marie um but that was just the way it was done back in the very beginning so um anything else that you think that we should know about the company about redenko about about, redenko, uh, about the company um we're just really lucky to have him here he he is Truly, and I and I've had I've I've been to the Soviet Union, which you you don't get you don't get any better uh, teachers over there. And I mean, he's he's up there. He he knows his stuff. He has a love um, for ballet that uh, you know very very few people I think could compare. Um, so he's great. He is. And he, he took classes with Nuriev. Is that right? He did. Yes, he did. So, and so even if you, again, if you don't know a lot, you, you've heard Nuriev. <laughs> yes. Um, he has dancers from here have gone on to win medals and competitions. I mean, Brooklyn Mack. I mean, he started with Brooklyn, I think when he was 10 or 11 and just. And Brooklyn's a Columbia native. He's is a Columbia right? native. That's right. He is. And has gone on to do amazing things. I mean, he did his Swan Lake, uh, Washington Ballet did uh, Swan Lake at the Kennedy Center, and he did it with um, Misty Copeland. First time uh, an African-American couple has danced the lead in that ballet, so that was something else. Uh, and again, now he's at English National Ballet. Um, he's been with ABT some. He's just, he's, he's, he's done some great things. Done some great things. But, yes, and he's not the only one. Uh, Clement Guillaume, who's from France, he's been winning competitions. Um, so it's just he's a, you know, for Columbia to have someone with his 
dance knowledge and experience and bringing training people and training and bring, dancers of those yeah, that, that it's caliber. Just, we're, yeah, we're really, we're really very lucky to have him. And the, during the off season of the of this ballet, do the dancers go and join other ballets? Uh, it, are, are all ballets sort of run the same season? What, what do dancers do during the off season? Yeah, most of them will return home and they work and they still train. A lot of times maybe they'll go to, some of them maybe will teach, um, but they're kind of on their own. Is there an opportunity for dancers to sort of, you know, be shared by various companies? Or is that just when you you, you get really up there? Yeah, and and so most of the the seasons run, you know. At the same time. Yeah, they really do kind of run at the same time. So summers are not a... Again, summers are when a lot of these dancers will go out and they will um, teach classes or they'll take their own classes. And they need to some recovery time. Yeah, yeah, a little recovery time. Now you can't take too much time off, though. You know, <laughs> not too much time. You got to keep, got to keep working on all that technique. So. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank this you is, for having me. This has been the Coger Center Arts Roundup. We've had Ann Fowler, who is the vice president of the board of directors for Columbia Classical Ballet, on telling us about their upcoming season. Uh, Their uh, season is at the Coker Center for the Arts. Uh, You can visit ColumbiaClassicalBallet.com. You can also visit CogerCenterForTheArts.com to find out more about the season, see when the performances are. But the key thing to remember is the first one is next Friday, October 18th. That's right. 7.30 p.m. At the Coker Center. At the Coker Center. And tickets. You can get tickets. I mean, $5 to $35. Um, yes. So, so uh, yes, the, the ballet is here um, at the Coker Center. Uh, again, if you if you're interested in finding out more, you can uh, you can reach out to uh, CokerCenterForTheArts.com. Um, and thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. The Coker Center Arts Roundup is produced in part by Garnet Media Group the Student Media Partnership at the University of South Carolina. Information about tickets and upcoming events can be found at CogerCenterForTheArts.com, the official website for Coger Center tickets. For more information about Garnet Media Group, visit garnetmedia.org.